0: that wrote in um, and we addressed this last week that she's got a four-year-old on the spectrum and a 27-year-old brother with uh, Asperger's and a great deal of difficulty with uh, paranoia, anxiety, depression uh, with a brother and she was asking for help saying how much help she had seen her four-year-old get, um, and what could some of that be applied to this 27-year-old? Now you had answered that preliminary question and then asked for follow-up, and she did follow back up. She uh, wrote this week, "Thank you so." First, she said, "Thank you" in all caps, and then, "Thank you so very much for reading my question and for Dr. Doreen answering it with such understanding of what our family is going through." My brother has stated to a psychiatrist before that he hadn't harmed himself because of my son. I know, that's Isn't that amazing? Oh, yes. Uh, And the quotation was, he is the light in my dark world. That's what he said. I'm too proud, uh, I'm not too proud to admit I cried all through the live show. Even though I watched it in tears, I was still able to take notes. That's an autism parent. Crying and taking notes at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, And she writes, all in caps, God bless you in the program. God bless Dr. Doreen. I just wanted to hug you, and you know I'm always sending you air hugs. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to help you in the doc- hug you and the doctor through the computer screen, LOL. My son is actually, uh, according to ADOS, uh, now that I just got the results, is moderate autism. My brother is taking is that Ziprexa mm-hmm. uh, right now, which isn't really helping? The behaviorist the behavioral hospital is St. Vincent's in Harrison, New York. He's going to right now is a hospital that has a program which focuses on group therapies that have to do with anxiety and depression. It is also important to know he is under the umbrella of the psychosis diagnosis because they haven't been able to rule out schizophrenia due to his sensitivity with the color red, etc. That's still not clear to us because the hospital is bound by HIPAA won't give us much information very interesting comment he was an inpatient at this hospital and then he was discharged after two weeks he got transferred to their partial hospitalization program and now he is attending a program called uh Pros, pros. Uh, she continued to write in. Does Dr. Doreen know of any resources that can help him better here in New York, like a psychiatrist or another hospital program, something that he can that can also work with him on his diffi- difficulty to communicate his needs and wants and poor adaptive and socialization skills. Uh, also, she says that there are an office here in New York that mm-hmm. specializes in children. May I ask what's the office contact number and how I can contact them about my son? Yeah, uh, Dr. Doreen directly and she said thank you again sure. and she included an email so that we can yeah. uh, write back to her right so and gosh it's a lot it, it, it it's is... a lot that she's going through it's a lot for you know when we think about having a four year old on the spectrum and all the things that you have to go through and the hoops that you have to jump through I as know. one parent described to me today it's hoops that are on fire right. and moving Right. Um, and then to have a 27 year old brother and and seeing you know this connection between the two of them that's yeah. very emotional
1: it is extremely emotional and i have i have a very strong connection i think or bond to the families that have been dealing with this for a long long time because i have yeah and so like when i hear about people who are 27 let's say on and on the spectrum i have a i guess i i don't know i feel like they're my kids because yeah. Back then, when I was working with kids that age, um, the services were just so far and few. I mean, just like there was nothing in the country, you know, so it was very possible for. That's why we have so many now who didn't really get the help they needed back then because it just wasn't known. And it really. You know, one of the things I credit Autism Speaks, they did, they changed the organization Autism Speaks, they really changed the entire world of autism by just the awareness they brought. And yeah. sometimes I have to tell Suzanne that because they really made a huge impact yeah. in terms of awareness. And that is fabulous. And so before that, though, people, it just, there were so many people like this who were struggling. And I have my kids, you know, kids that I saw back then who are now in their thirties. Right. And so my heart really goes out to this um, mom and sibling. And so what I, I think the best thing I could do at this point is just, we do have an office right now in Larchmont Mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, this is interesting because just yesterday or day before yesterday, the new, additional second emergency regulations for New York came out we've been waiting for these for a while you know New York um, had uh, the insurance mandate had been written in a very wacky way which essentially said that anyone who provides services has to be both uh, board-certified and licensed and that limited the entire state of New York to 40 people or something 41 people that could provide uh, services and so we've been working very very hard with autism speaks and they are just so fabulous at changing law they're yeah. amazing at that and they got This through, and I have to say, like, I really do credit Dan Unum and the entire legal team at Autism Speaks, and they worked very hard to change this and make uh, you know the government of New York understand that it's impossible. Yeah, and so now we have the new regs, which essentially say that BCBAs can practice, which is what it should say. Yeah, and it just came out so. Now that we have that, we are starting, in fact, we met yesterday and we're starting uh, to look at locations to expand. Mm-hmm. And so we are currently training a lot of BCBAs in the, for New York and looking at opening a couple of new locations. First, we were gonna move uh, to either, somewhere around, to a larger site somewhere either in Larchmont or White Plains. And then we, we are also looking at uh, just going into the various boroughs not I don't think we're gonna go into New York City like Manhattan right, right now just because it's very hard to get into Manhattan, but we might, and you know, as a, as a parent and someone who's been in this world for a while, I really would love your help in trying to help us, uh, get locate, you know, find the appropriate location, start with families who are in need. We do have a lot of families who need screening right now from yeah. us who've been waiting for this law to change. Yeah. So the, if you want the location and the person I would talk to is Deidre King. Mm-hmm. Deidre is our, The clinical manager at Larchmont. And if you go on the centerforautism.com website and go to locations and look for Larchmont, you'll have all the contact information. The other person who's very helpful in Larchmont is our operations manager, Angelina Acevedo, and she's fabulous as well, and they've both been around for a while so they'll be able to guide you in terms of who can help and where to go they will also most know better than I do the the physicians in the area I know that there are some very good uh, uh, actually hospitals hospital programs that do focus on autism so I know that uh, Deidre will be able to guide you
0: okay so centerforautism.com go to locations tab it's the Larchmont Larchmont office Um, and I know because I recently uh, was calling Deidre make sure it's uh, the, the Rochester office and the Larchmont office are there. Twice I called the Rochester office by accident so make yeah. sure that you call the Larchmont one. Right. Uh, but for those of you who are in upstate New York, there's also the Rochester one as well. Yeah, and we'll probably be opening another one up there too. Interesting. There's a huge need in New York. I personally am pushing for Long Island uh, I as well. That's
1: the first one I'm interested in as okay. well. I want to yeah. go to, I want to do Long Island and I want to look at Queens and
0: um, I don't know we'll see after that. Okay. Um, Uh, Because we just have heard from a lot of people on Long Island that they're wanting those services. Yeah, and
1: you know, I mean, and I'll take a moment uh, of the show to just mention that one of the things I do all the time is I try to look at our AR admissions. Uh, I guess uh, database and um, as well as you know a lot of parents call in here Shannon to card and the various other businesses that we have uh, to the 800 number yeah and we have a very good database for that and what I try to do is I scan the database for locations where there's multiple people asking for help you know it's so we do offer obviously if a family calls let's say the process is you know a family will call and they'll say I'm in Kansas whatever Mm -hmm. I'm in Tennessee and so on and I need help and what we'll do is we will um, contact them initially they'll go through if they're far from us Mm -hmm. it'll go through to John Galley. so the uh, uh, his department of course is remote services and remote services are Uh, You know families who are outside of our scope or they're outside of a 30-50 mile radius of one of our locations and so what we do in those cases is we hire local therapists. We don't even do workshops anymore, we just do remote services so we'll hire therapists for you wherever you are and we assign a supervisor to you and the supervisor starts to fly back and forth, do um, web-based overview and so come out interview train you know all your staff so we do run the programs the only difference with a local would be that just that the supervisor flies back and forth okay and because we have so many locations now uh, you always have a supervisor that's relatively close like we're not really flying people from the west coast to the east coast anymore you know we have we're just about, as you know, to open our Baton Rouge office, yes. which, you know, uh, people on this show, if there's anybody who needs help in the Louisiana
0: area, please yeah. let us know. And you should do it quickly. I know I was at a meeting yesterday where they were talking about that they have already exceeded the number of people that they expected to come to the open house. So if you want to go to that open house. For Louisiana? Yes. You should reserve yeah. uh, immediately. And yeah, if you want d- services there, get on the list immediately because it's filling up. Yeah. And um, and yeah. so there is some immediacy there. Right. And uh,
1: Louisiana. Louisiana actually is not that bad it's kind of i mean i'll talk about louisiana in a yeah. second too because that has an interesting mandate too but in terms of uh which state was i talking about new york we're talking I guess. about new york initially hey, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things is when you call and you request services and then we start providing remote services, more and more families from that region tend to hear about us. And then I'm looking on the admissions lists and all of our other lists and I see, okay, we have like, let's say, you know, f- six families in this one area and that's then that locate, that city or town becomes a target. Right. And then we start looking at the state mandates and whether or not we can actually provide health care and is yeah. there funding. Funding, and we start getting all of our licenses and all the things we need for that location. And um, then we place an internal. And that takes like, you know, a month for us to evaluate. Yeah. And then we place internal ads. And thank God we now have, I don't know, I think close to 200 BCBAs here. Yeah. And we might shortly be actually hiring a whole batch of new ones. So. Um, And then usually what happens now, which is fabulous, is someone wants to transfer, you know, and so that's already a trained card person and that is awesome. And that's all we need. And once we transfer a BCBA, the BCBA grows the location because we can do that. We have all the administrative support to do that. So and then we can help more and more families and that area grows. Right. So really with Baton Rouge now, the reason that we started looking at that was that Kat Minch, um, one of our very senior supervisor. Kat is currently director of expansion, actually. We had worth, her on the show last week, so. Perfect. Yeah. Love Kat. She's yeah. fabulous. She's a true Cardian. Yeah. She's been here for a very long time. Um, you know, has her PhD, and ABA, very, very... Just fabulous person. Yeah. I don't know any parent who's worked with Kat who doesn't really love her and she does very, very well with the kids. Cool. So Kat is moving to Baton Rouge or has moved. She just moved yesterday, I got an <laughs> email from her, she's there. And so that's why we said, Let's look at the South, let's start yeah. looking and so yeah, and I think we're already past like sixty people signed up now already. So yeah, yeah. we need to get that going.
0: Absolutely. And and I think the takeaway for families is, you know, once you've been identified and you know that you have a child on the autism spectrum, a lot of times you reach out to a, a local support group and right. then you have two or three families. And if you're sitting there and saying, why don't we have something? You do have the power call. If you get on the right. phone, it, it, you, they recognize it and they see it and they go where the need is and where parents are pushing and saying, I want something. So make sure you speak and make sure that you get others to speak for you. And, and that's it. I, Cause people write in all the time and say, how do we get services here and Louisiana
1: actually that's what I wanted to mention yeah thank you Shannon for reminding me that but Louisiana does have insurance coverage for autism. Mm-hmm. However, I think they're forming a board and the board won't be formed until October, which is kind of funny. Their coverage actually initiates in, or they everything. There's licensing available for behavior analysts as of August, but the board that governs it won't be meeting until October. <laughs> and it was just kind of funny. So what they've said is that as of August, you need to be a licensed provider in Louisiana and BCBAs can become licensed or ABA licensed as long as they've taken what's called a jurisprudence exam by the state. It's an ethics exam, sort of like so you know how to be an ethical provider. Right. Now, that exam doesn't exist for BCBAs. <laughs> um, however. And it won't exist until the board meets and develops whatever or decides how they're going to provide that. But I'm a I'm I'm a licensed psychologist as well. Oh, and part so. of our licensure, you do have to take a um, jurisprudence exam. Uh huh. And so I'm sta- I'm licensed in multiple states. Okay. And I was looking on the Louisiana board, and thank God it, they have reciprocity with Texas. Okay. Which where I am licensed, okay. as well as I'm what's called certifi. I have a certificate for professional quality CPQ, and once you have that, it's easy. Easier. It's a mobility program. It's easier to provide services wow. in other states, so. We can. We will be fine because yes. I have already taken that jurisprudence exam. So I'm expecting sometime between August and the end of the year, where other providers will have a hard time because there is no exam to qualify okay. them. Um, we should be able to start providing services already in, in right. Seattle. Good to know. Want to help so There's a lot of families there.
0: Yeah, and if you and if you are interested in getting services, make sure that you RSVP. Go to CenterForAutism.com and RSVP to that open house, and put in a call to Kat and say you want to be on the list to get services too. Don't wait. Oh, yeah, I encourage call you yeah, card. To yeah, and, th- and uh, <clears throat> before I forget, I just want to thank this mom. Yeah. Very kind words and very touching email. Thank you. And we've got more of those coming up. Let's take a short break, and then we're going to come back and follow up on one more from last week, and then we're going to move a little overseas from somebody writing in from Africa wanting help, so stick with us. Somebody wrote in and said, uh, hi, I wrote in a few weeks ago in regards to my 31-month-old son getting 10 hours from the regional center. Mm-hmm. I want to remind people that oh, here yes. in the state of California, we have a regional center system, which has been instrumental. It's how my son got therapy uh, funded did. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yes. I couldn't have afforded it. Regional Center's been going through a lot of transitions, and they had said that 10 hours was the recommendation for this family. I want to thank you for answering. Now, uh, because they, the provider that they had recommended 10 hours, and we talked at length about the fact that that's not the prescription for a 31 month old with autism. It's, it just isn't going to be effective. Uh, you recommended that they contact because where they are, there is a card office. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, now I've contacted the admissions office and started the process, but they've told me it's going to take 45 to 60 days to start therapy. A lot of that, the, the considerable portion of that is because that's how long it takes the regional center. want to point that out. Uh, what do I do in the meantime? I don't want my son to go 60 days with no therapy. And what will happen to OT and speech? There, uh, they had one hour of each. Also, he is a twin and his sister has, has not been diagnosed, but she is receiving the same amount of ABA and speech that will happen. What will happen to her? Thank you. And by the way, I love you both. I watch and learn from you every night after I put my three kids to sleep. God bless you. Thank oh, that's you. that's very nice. Isn't that sweet? Uh, and I hope uh, that you'll... Uh, i because i I think this is one of the families that has asked, can i can we be able to watch it live on the ipad we're we're pushing for that subscribe on our youtube page so so that we can make that possible for everyone but let's uh let's talk a little bit about that gap we've we've talked about that a lot in the last couple of days. people. they realize, okay, I need ABA, and I need a certain amount, and they start the process, and there is always lag time. The funding source has to kick in. It has to get staff for therapists. You have to fill out paperwork. And as a parent, I can remember, and the A word, the mom talks about it. She says, it's like my heart being squeezed. Everybody has told me that it's essential that we start as soon as possible. I'm ready, and now you're telling me i got to wait 60 days? it's a horrible wait yeah hurry up and wait yeah. yes exactly you know there
1: <clears throat> there are things that you can do during this 60-day period obviously I, I would really strongly suggest that you um, get on the IBT website which is the Institute for behavioral training and you start going through the modules for training parent training I I can't tell you how useful this will be to you yes when you learn what it is we're doing and the whole concept behind it and just the the theory and the practice and you understand everything that's on there it will make life just so much easier and it'll you will really be able to help when your child's program starts because you you are the one that sees your child the most knows your child the best you can really help with the whole team approach of what to do and how to carry things through after the therapists are gone and so on so I highly recommend you do that yeah. those trainings are so um, uh, inexpensive that they're yeah. very affordable um, I think some of them there's mo- I don't know how many modules are up for parents right now you can even feel free to go through you know the professional modules as well they're open to everyone you yeah. just and I think modules are so Somewhat, something like $9 it's or less
0: than $10. That there are some there are that are $7.50. $7. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, this is that's nothing. And you, you have the module and you can go through it. And it really does. This is my yeah. training team. And let me tell you, these guys are senior. They've been in the field for close to 20 years a lot of the girls yeah. that are on in the training group and they are just fabulous people
0: it is amazing and and I, and I have to say too very early on it was said to me that your team is only as strong, your program is only as strong as the weakest member on your team and do you want to be the weakest member on your team and I'll tell you what that lit a fire under me I was like I will not be the weakest member on my That's son's a great team. Saying. That's a great it saying it was said to me by a, a Cardian person really? and I went alright well that will not be me
1: uh, and i have to tell you shannon that's an amazing because when you talk about ibt mm. there isn't a weak link in there these no. guys are amazing yes. and I, I am like constantly thinking trying to cut scheme of ways to steal a couple of them back to cards <laughs> they're they're the best they are the best <laughs> so you'll really enjoy it and so they're very good presenters too yes. you'll see a lot of presentations by Jen Jennifer and she's spectacular oh, she's amazing she's spectacular
0: yeah. they're
1: all very good so, so they're all very good the so majority of them were,
0: were filmed in this studio yeah. and I would be outside working on the computer and I would have to leave to go pick up Jem and I, I would notice that I had stopped working and Religious I would closer listening. closer to the speaker and I would start taking notes and, and I would have to leave and I would stand by the door and Emily would say you need to go you need to go pick yeah. up your child which I'm always in a hurry to go pick him up but I hated to leave because they're that good they're
1: so Good. That'd be very helpful to the, the, the parents who are waiting. Yes. Second thing is if you are anxious, I, one of the things I really do recommend is, you know, if you can afford to, uh, um, get a license for one month to skills. So that's, uh, I don't know the website for skills is skills, skills for autism, skills for autism.com skills for Um, You will begin to answer, one month subscription I think is about 70 or $75. I think it's $75. Right, and then what you do is you will be able to, that'll be a jump start. You'll be able to kind of start answering a lot of the questions about your child. And when I say, you need at least two weeks to do that. Or maybe a week because your child's very young. But we're talking about very detailed questions yes. and it'll be important to
0: answer these questions so you're going to have to answer them sooner or later and if you get them done ahead of time you're going to be ahead of the game I agree. absolutely
1: and they're a little bit technical I apologize for that but, but we're very detail-oriented and you know if you don't understand these questions those of you who are
0: using skills just look at the examples the examples exactly. are very helpful every time it gives you a question there's a little thing that says more info you click it and it and it words it in a way that you absolutely can understand it right uh, it it doesn't automatically show it to you so that you don't have to worry about it if you get it the first time but if you read through it once and you go I don't know click that and it really makes it clear much better yeah and then so Um, those are two things that will really
1: keep you busy and they'll be very, very helpful now for because, and I know it's hard because your child is kind of not getting much right now. But honestly, if you get through IBT training, you'll start doing stuff with your child right now. Absolutely. Um, and having said that, I don't want to forget to say 10 hours is not enough for your child. you need to get that higher? You need to increase that. And finally for the twin, um, Well, I mean, both kids need to be evaluated, honestly. So I I don't know who evaluated them, possibly someone from Regional Center evaluated them at this point, but you should uh, maybe make an appointment to come here. I think this family's in the Riverside area. Riverside, as I recall. Yeah, so you should probably make an appointment to come over to the Valley. You know, it's kind of a drive, but it'll be one time. And... Uh, Either I can see you, which if you, I don't know how my schedule is, but either I can see you or our clinical director, Evelyn Kung, can see you or one of the senior staff here. Um, and then Dr. Garcia um, or someone from assessment center will be able to do some testing as well if necessary. But we will make sure that we're dealing with diagnosis as well as appropriate recommendations.
0: And and then the only other part of the question that we haven't answered then is about what happens to the speech in the OT? Which right. at 31 months, I'm so bad at math, that that, that's not yet Less three. Less right? So what I would say is, I can't answer
1: that question until I do an evaluation or see reports on the child so some children benefit from both of those things some benefit from one or the other some don't need either one because ABA uh, overrides it yeah so we really need to just see the skills of your children
0: but in terms of the funding of it until in the state of California until your child is three the regional center pays for the speech and the OT and they will fund speech and OT on top of ABA so yes. know that it doesn't one doesn't preclude the other and once they turn three then the school district is on the hook for that. They're responsible and they do. Uh, they're very, school districts are, are really happy to hand out speech and OT like their chicklets, and that is something that you don't typically have to fight for from the school district.
1: And uh, you will now most likely, well, so like when you, when you wrote in, when this parent wrote in, it was a couple of months ago, I think, or a month ago maybe. At least a month ago. So we're talking, child's maybe 32 months by now. Be very pushy during the next four months months because you're going to want to make sure sh- you try to get your approvals from regional center before your child turns three what might happen is that it's so close to three that things will get delayed and you won't get your funding at which point everything you've done becomes sort of wasted time if you do get your approvals and it's likely you will get approvals because regional center knows that at three that you kind of your child becomes more now eligible let's say for by for school district funding Mm -hmm. and At that point we will be it'll be easier if you have regional center funding It'll transfer easier to school district funding than doing that whole thing all over again. Yeah, So I really urge you to try to get the services as fast as you can. And of course, let's not forget you're in California, so we should be uh, looking at your um, insurance
0: funding. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, great. And if you have more questions about that, please feel free to write in. I want to go to uh, on our Facebook. We have this new system now, and I'm trying to be as high tech as I can possibly be. That's Uh, (laughs) right. It is nice. Uh, The initial question was, "Hi, Dr. Irene, can you help children with autism across USA? Answer me, please." He's from Kenya. And I wrote back for clarification, are they looking to bring the child here or to go to Kenya? And he said, Dr. Doreen, um, uh, he wrote, uh, because... I said that you do help children in the United States and you actually help them around the world. And could we be more specific? Are you looking for help in Kenya? He says, hi doctor. Yes. I want the help. Uh, I live in some of the poor villages in Kenya. There are many children living with autism. I need your help through introducing autism hospital in poor villages. Um, Can you start sending them autism materials? Um, And uh, there's a little bit of a a language thing, so I'm paraphrasing slightly, Uh, but they, but they." They said uh, nice time doctor I don't know whether that means that you'll have a good time if you come to Kenya you go to Africa on a frequent basis so I think I, do.
1: I love Africa yeah we can help for sure um, we can do a number of things we can of course we'd be happy to donate informational materials training materials um, to you so at no cost we'd be very happy to mail things that your hospitals can distribute Um, and that's not a problem Um, the other thing we can do though is we actually do have um, an affiliate in South Africa and there we have currently uh, one two three four um, clinics or schools and um, that's called stars Academy Um, And you'll see that it says Stars Academy Affiliate, uh, Card Affiliate. And all the folks at Stars Academy are trained by us and overseen by us. And so South Africa to Kenya obviously would be an easier trek than for us. However, uh, because they're an affiliate and they are growing themselves, you'd be not really getting, I mean, they can help, but we can help as well Mm -hmm. and because we have or I think supervisors flying to Africa every month so regularly we have a lot of contact with uh, south africa and we love to get into kenya mm-hmm. we are actually getting into ghana and zimbabwe wow. so and we're working with another family who wants to do affiliate sites in ghana which would be interesting to do i would love to do that with other okay. uh, parents or families. sounds like this per- person individual i'd love to meet and talk to the best way to move this forward is for you to contact Mr. John Galley, um, which uh, at Card he is director of our remote services, and these are considered remote services. So, what you would do is um, contact Card on our website. Go to remote services. I don't even know if it's
0: still called that yeah. or if it's called workshops. Um, I will forward this. Great. I will. I will forward uh, John's uh, email uh, to info. It's terrific. Uh, I love his, the name is Canisius. I love this name. That's It's great. a beautiful, beautiful name. So Canisius, I will, I will forward to you, John Galley's information. And I will also forward the conversation to John Galley. We were able John to, John actually is in Africa right now. Oh, is he? So you might not get a response for
1: about okay. a week or All so. All right.
0: Well, that's funny because just on Monday we forwarded to John. We had another person write in that they have started a school in Haiti and that they would like to be doing something. So Perfect. we were able to forward that as well. That's awesome. Uh, John yes. needs help. Well, there you I go. I need to get him some help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're sending in more and more requests. You guys write in and we'll forward that on. Awesome. Let's take one more short break and then we're going to come back and talk. We had two different requests from, we have two young adults that watch this show on a, almost a daily basis uh, that have CP and mm-hmm. both of them are studying want to become autism therapists and they've written in with some pretty um, interesting stuff for Dr. Grandpache. So we'll, we'll That's touch on those awesome. when we come back. Stick with us. Welcome back to Autism Live. I had said before the break that we have two young men who watch our show on a regular basis um, that both uh, have are living with CP. Um, uh, Mike wrote in this morning. We've had Mike Hipple on the show before, and he has written a lovely uh, children's book that we've shown on the show before about Getting uh, to school when you have a difference and using augmentative speech devices. Mike is a huge proponent of making sure that we put speech devices in the child's hand as early as possible because it made such a big difference for him. And Mike just graduated from high school. We're so excited for him. And he's uh, starting college and very excited. Uh, he wrote in this morning and said, Good morning. I'm a man with CP. I want to know if you could talk about starting, uh, being a starting out line therapist. Um, and he wants me to remind everybody that because it's autism or August uh, it's a great time to buy his children's book mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, which mm-hmm. we've shared before on the show about starting school but he specifically wrote a big thank you to you and to Dr. G for everything you are doing jo- Dr. G and in big caps he said is my role model oh. uh, and he wrote and said thank you his friend your friend mm. um, so That's uh, amazing. yes and uh, so any tips about starting out to be, I don't know what a line therapist is. is a therapist. Basically, he's saying a frontline therapist, sort of a therapist that
1: works directly with individuals. Uh-huh. Where are, where is he? He is in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, well, Weep is there, the Wisconsin okay. Early Autism project or program i'm not sure and that's glenn sallows okay and you might want to contact them i can find out what if they have a training program if they're hiring people i'm not sure what their status is Um, I think John Galley, who we were Uh talking about, mentioned to me that he wanted to open something in Wisconsin because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of need there. But we don't currently have services there. Mm -hmm. Um, You could absolutely, in terms of training, of course, you Mm -hmm. could
0: go on our IBT site. And he has been doing IBT. He loves IBT.
1: And and if you go even further, I don't know if you've done all of them. They keep adding really advanced stuff now. Mm -hmm. I think they're just about to add three or four more supervisor-level things. I'm not sure but really you could also contact IBT and talk to Cecilia Okay, who's the director of IBT She's doing they're now doing a lot of live trainings Mm -hmm. that they do state by state like cities Mm -hmm. And I don't know their exact schedule it might be on the IBT site But I know that they travel and train uh, BCBAs and non-BCBAs and they're just constantly doing that. So that might, you know, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, in terms of uh, actually, you know, getting on the front lines, I would imagine that once you have the training, you're going to find so many organizations that want to hire you just because, Everyone is short yeah. of staff,
0: so it is—it's an open door in this field. And I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, because Mike, you're such a, a huge um, advocate for uh, speaking device, augmented devices. devices. And, um, I'm wondering too whether uh, getting an email to maybe Andy Bondi and talking about Pecs and, yeah, and yeah. partnering with some of that, or
1: Andy's—I don't know that Andy's all that involved anymore. I'm okay. not sure, but. I agree with you. There's there's a particular shortage. I feel we don't have enough uh, providers don't know enough about the, how wonderful Aug devices are. Yeah. And I think Aug devices should be just so much more common. I mean, I still feel like I honestly I still yesterday I was seeing a child and I had to convince the group, you know, that I'm sorry his articulation is so far off that nobody can understand and so i really still want to keep the aug device mm-hmm. and p- parent people in general tend to be very um hesitant about using sure. augmentative devices and or ipads even at this point just because they feel like the child's making some verbal utterance and if you use an augmentative device their verbal utterance may stop and that's absolutely not true in fact you can use the augmentative devices in order to increase verbalization, improve language, and so on. But while language functioning is improving, it isn't fair to individuals to not be able to communicate. It isn't right, and it's not fair, and the individual is not able to communicate, and they get frustrated. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know? So, not using or de- an augmentative device makes no sense to me. And the reason I'm saying all this is that there's a general shortage, I think, across the country of people who really understand these augmentative devices, how to program them, how to use them appropriately, how to teach disabled individuals to use them, and so on. And they are miracle workers, these yeah. devices, once some of our kids benefit just tremendous changes their lives. Absolutely. So if that's since since that's something that you feel strongly about and you're connected to and understand very well I would really suggest you go into that sort of specialty niche and try to use that I can't I every organization out there who understands the value of Aug devices would really be interested in hiring you to for someone who can help program, augmentative devices. So if you want to contact someone, I would contact the manufacturers of augmentative devices. What's the one that we use all the time? I forget the name of it.
0: The the, the
1: Dyna? Dynavox. Okay. So Dynavox, for instance, they are very involved in this field. So a lot of the you know, the, I like Dynavox, you might have a different preference. Uh, I contact those Mike folks. is a
0: different one, but, um, but yeah, that'd be a good place to start yeah. about, um, very interesting. The
1: other thing, you know, these companies, obviously they're always looking for people to demonstrate, to sell, you know, to demonstrate their product. Right. So these are
0: things, the areas that you can enter. Amazing, amazing areas. Okay, we're not going to take a break because I want to get to some of these questions. Hi, Dr. Doreen. What would be the best school placement for a 10-year-old with ASD verbal enough to tell his parents and sometimes... Uh, to tell his needs and sometimes reciprocates greetings. Has difficulty attending to the teacher, has trouble with adaptive skills such as using restroom, has stims such as shouting, humming, does not really like to read and write, has okay imitation skills. Some general guidelines would be helpful. How many hours of home-based ABA is recommended? Again, he's 10. Should the school hours be kept to minimum? Should we target on inclusion now or is it a distant dream? A friend who has a diploma in psychology said it is better that ASD kids attend special schools so that they do not have the stress of being around typical kids. Is this true? And thank you. It's a bunch of questions in there.
1: Sure, no problem. I think I might be able to cover them. Does it say where this family lives? It does not say. Okay, so the ideal situation or what I would recommend is not necessarily going to be helpful to you because I don't know what's available to you. Right, right. Ideally, if I had a 10-year-old child who had the level of functioning that you just described, I would, um, in my perfect world, I would initially um, probably minimize school attendance. Um, I would be looking at regular education school, by the way, and I would be looking at um, regular ed with an aid, Um, full-time aid all the time and I would really intensively work with the individual at home so ideally uh, I would be doing something like 20 hours of intervention ABA at home and maybe 15 hours at school, some such thing.
0: But you're putting that through the filter of that a good ABA provider is available to do that home program and and a really good aid is there in the classroom and the classroom teachers on board with them being included. Absolutely, and you have funding, which
1: gets harder and harder. I mean, there's a million non-realistic issues there.
0: But I appreciate that you're telling us what the ideal is because if we don't know what, I think there are so many people in the autism community who don't even tell us the ideal because they think it's too high for us. Settle. I don't want you to settle. Right. Yeah. If you know, okay, that's what you, in a, in the ideal circumstances, that's what you would prescribe, then then you know when you're having to compromise where the compromise is. Absolutely. And,
1: again, this goes back to what you and I always say at the beginning of the show, which is that we don't know any child well enough on this show to be able to make those types of prescriptions, right? Yes. So this is a very good case of that because it really, it's it kind of borders. It's like if your child is um you know there's a lot of things that have to do with the child so this yeah. is, I don't care that the child's 10 right. some of my ten year olds learn so rapidly and they're so involved already they just they're interested they mm-hmm. want to learn they're paying attention they're, Um, you know vocalizing all Mm -hmm. those types of things that I can that I can teach them and that's the recommendation that I that I would make if it's a child who's you know it's sort of like right on this side of the border or this side if the child's like still has a lot of untapped potential then I really would do what I just recommended okay if the child is Gets frustrated because there's too much pressure on them. If you really need to downsize the program a little bit, if you really need to make the environment a little bit more less. Demanding Mm -hmm. for the child, which sometimes I need to do that because Mm -hmm. some of my 10 year old kids are very uh, overwhelmed, anxious, Uh, they start to get really stressed out, and that's not my point. But so that really, so then if it's a child who's not going to really benefit from a regular ed program, then I'd be looking at special ed, sure, but I would still do as much one to one intervention as possible. So, really, the the answer to this depends on the key uh, issues with your child. Okay. I start with always wanting to try regular education with an aid because I think that a lot of our kids are capable of that and that's the kind of the luxury model, let's say. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, it's more expensive, it's harder to get, but the truth is, some of my kids do great. Yeah. Some of my kids fit in really well. They're able to attend to the other kids. They need assistance, yeah. yes. But you know what, like what was it? Self-care, adaptive skills. Do you know how yeah. easy it is to teach adaptive skills? That's not a very difficult thing to teach.
0: And you would do that in the home program. You would do that in
1: the home. So I would not recommend uh, a regular education placement with an aide unless you had the ability to do a lot of intervention at home first and or during because you don't have the opportunity to teach things like practicing how to go to the bathroom and so on. You don't have the ability to teach those things at school. You do have the ability to teach that stuff at home. Now, if your child has already gone through a lot of quality ABA and they still have difficulty with a lot of different basic skills then yes do look at special ed there are good special ed programs for our kids and you just need to make sure I mean honestly here's the answer that I would should have started out saying it doesn't matter what the placement is, as long as the individuals working with your child are pushing your child to and challenging your child, making and then at the same time, making sure the child has enough um, I guess help, prompts, yeah. support, and reward. So that's all. you this you know the email shows that you're very involved and and really know your child very well. Yeah observe the opportunities and the things the choices you have find those people forget about the label of the site find those people who are going to push your child slightly above every time reward him keep him happy um teach him and never give up on him document Document the the progress progress, never give up on him uh, believe in him um and you know just keep growing and people who know how to get them there right you might have the best people people with good hearts but they just don't know their stuff yeah so um that's really the answer either way you just need to make sure you find
0: something that's Appropriate in awesome. that sense. I'm going to move on to this next question because I want to make sure we get to it. Hi, Dr. Doreen. I can't listen live, so I will try to be as specific as possible. And I think this is one of our iPad watchers, so make sure you subscribe so that this person can uh, listen live. I have a 16-year-old daughter that is very much in need of proprioceptive, I hope I said that right, deep pressure. I can't do a lot of deep pressure with her as I have health issues of my own that are preventing me. Help! With two exclamation marks. I'm afraid she will hurt me from needing the pressure and it wow. won't be in anger it will definitely upset her if i was hurt yeah
1: well i mean i don't you know this is why i often i think like temples temple grandin's uh, machines should be out there i don't know if you can purchase them and i don't know how much yeah. they are if you can know. purchase them but that's why temple made those machines for deep pressure Deep pressure is hard. I the, How old is the daughter? 16? 16. Yeah. I mean, I would start by saying, you know, and it's deep pressure. Massage tools that are like hardcore massage tools, like the ones that you hold. You know, I have one, for instance, that is a massive device, and you actually have to hold it with two hands because it's so heavy. It's almost like a sanding machine, you know? <laughs> okay. And uh, a lot of our kids love that because uh-huh. it's so heavy, yeah. and it's so strong right um but uh, so that something like that would be if you if you can teach her to use a massage uh device Uh uh that would be very helpful but individuals who like deep pressure tend you know and then like some of the things we do will not provide deep deep pressure but will provide pressure and it might be enough to help reduce her need for you to squeeze her um, so those things are for instance weighted jackets mm-hmm. or vests things that are heavy and weighted um, I just bought for one of my kids a massive bean bag mm-hmm. where when he's he's 10 when he sits in the bean bag it kind of engulfs him mm-hmm. and these bean bags are not really the material that's in bean bags it's kind of what's in them is the same same stuff that's in tempur beds uh-huh so they're pretty intense and heavy actually that's another thing is um actually finding a light mattress okay. and having teaching the child to wrap themselves up in or go under um, something that has weight, like a light okay. mattress. Like for instance, I know even with my kids, they love to go under temperpedic mattresses, which okay. are pretty heavy, right. but they're soft and they love the pressure from them. Interesting. Um, bathing, uh, swimming, okay. you know, all of these types of things provide some sort of proprioceptive contact and pressure. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It is And of tough. course, wherever you are, I don't know, you know, sensory integration is supposed to be focusing on this as well. Okay.
0: All right. Absolutely wonderful. Emily, do we have time for one more or are we done okay one more uh well it's kind of related they want to know if acupressure helps our kids with uh asd mm-hmm.
1: i don't know that's a really good question i mean acupressure is more like acupuncture it's just pressure points or the meridian points rather than uh, actual needles I don't know I don't know if there's been any research on this either it's a very interesting question though I don't know if you really generally believe in acupressure I can't see why it wouldn't work okay Um, I do I think acupressure does work on certain things so I'm not sure what it would do for our kids but I could imagine that it would perhaps help with things like reduction of anxiety um, or I don't I don't know I really don't know and I don't think there is any research on it it's an interesting area
0: can I squeeze one more in Emily Okay, uh, so, I because I, I had asked about this at the beginning of the show, we had a parent who wrote in who said that they're in a specific place in Iowa that I happen to be familiar with because I have family that lives there, Yes, um, but I you know, I don't know what the autism services are on the ground, and she said, I need some help. Uh, it was a grandmother who wrote in. I said, let me check and see. Of course, I go to the BACB site.com, BACB.com, and find out that there is a BCBA very close mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. did a little bit of research um, to find out that they are a BCBA that has experience with autism Um, but my question is as a parent because I want to recommend this person but I have no idea other than the fact that they are a BCBA and they have autism experience so what questions would I tell this parent to ask to know the caliber of the BCBA you're working with well, that's an awesome
1: question. I'll do a quick answer to it. But okay. I, I need you to ask me that again next week. Okay, great. That's a, I'll make a note of that. That is a terrific question. I deal with that a lot. Okay. Okay. Parents asking me this. So the quick answer is, I find, so here are some things you can ask the BCBA. So for instance, um, have them explain to you what ABA is. Say what do you right? think ABA is? Tell me about ABA. Literally. And if they can fluently and comfortably explain it to you in language that makes sense to you rather than responding in a bunch of technical gibberish, mm-hmm. they you, you, they have some level of maturity that'll okay. tell you that. The thing about ABA that's important, and this is not the only thing that they should describe, they should describe the whole overview of what it is, but I'm saying that one of the things I find a lot of BCBA's, new BCBAs don't understand is that there's two sides to be to ABA one is reduction of challenging behaviors and one is teaching mm-hmm. okay a lot of the guys that learn to they'll get their BCBA learn the techniques for reduction of challenging behavior mm-hmm. but they don't learn how to teach okay, okay? and there's a lot of techniques for teaching, they learn them separately, and they don't understand that these are all teaching techniques. Okay, I'm not talking about just like sh- their techniques, like shaping and chaining and blah 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 blah. But there's protocols too, like discrete trial training. Um, I don't know fluency, pivotal uh, response, etc. Response, etc. Et NET. These are all ABA types of protocols. So what I would do is I would have this BCBA. You, I would send the BCBA some information about my child. And then I would say, you know, what would you do? Give me a program, me a sample program. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you would do with my child, okay. and literally interview the person because you you can't. This is your child. You know. You, yes, it's one thing for a BCBA to come in and say, oh yeah, this is how you handle behaviors and you shouldn't be doing this, that, and the other thing. But honestly, if you re, as you reduce challenging behaviors, unless you're good at teaching, the challenging behaviors will come back in some other form because challenging behaviors are just the child's frustration from lack of communication. So if you're not able to teach the child different ways to communicate better, they're still going to be frustrated.
0: Makes sense. So
1: these are the things that I think are important, but actually this is such a great question that I think we should really dedicate a lot more time to it. Okay,
0: that's going to be the beginning of next week. Sh- well, we're not doing a show next week, the week after. Okay, great. So, uh, wonderful. Well, I will, We'll make sure that they get a chance to watch that, but that tells me a lot right there that I wouldn't have known. It would, I, hope, I yeah. would not have known that they're, you know, That they aren't as schooled sometimes they don't it's
1: only card that does both sides it's only card that well I can't say that because we've trained a million people now over the years who work in other places but it's our whole philosophy that these two things have to go hand in hand and 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 of course and of course another quick thing is you want to make sure your BCBA is not closed minded to other types of interventions dietary medical all of these types of things there are BCBAs out there who think it's uh, illegal or unethical
0: we've to actually do heard, anything else. We've heard of BCBAs who won't take you if you're doing a dietary yeah, intervention. Yeah. People and,
1: have reported us, reported me, for uh, you know, suggesting to families to, to get medical help as well.
0: I, I, I that's shocking I know, uh, I know, and and non productive. It really is. Uh, disappointing.